Welcome to the Female Founder Friday podcast, a collection of inspiring conversations with the most interesting female entrepreneurs and small business owners. I'm your host, Lindsay White, and together with my incredible guests, we'll explore the struggles of being a female entrepreneur, the most important lessons, and the future of women leaders in business. And you can learn more about me and what I do at highvoltageleadership.ca. My guest on today's episode is Taya DeBat, the co-founder of Taylin Business Solutions. Taya knows the meaning of family business. She literally grew up in the small business world as she watched her mom run a number of successful organizations. And now they are in business together along with her brother-in-law. It's the great respect that they all share for each other that truly makes this family-run business really work. Listen in to find out more about Taya and her incredible family-run business. Well, welcome. I have Taya DeBat with me today. She is the co-founder of Taya Lynn Business Solutions. Um, and Taya's got, I think, a really interesting story uh, to tell us today about this co-founder piece because uh, she works with someone really <laughs> special in her business. So welcome, Taya. I'm so glad uh, that you could spend some time uh, today with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Yeah. So tell me who is the co in the co-founder? The co in the co-founder. Well, the business actually started when I was uh, a child still. So the business actually started when I was preteen, preteen. So the co in the co-founder is actually my mom. So when I was a child, my mom had was an entrepreneur her all, all by herself. She had a women's business magazine. She helped run um, a women's networking group. She did um, layout and design. And so I grew up watching her in this entrepreneurship role and this leadership role. And um, it was, I would always like help her stuff envelopes and do, I'd type in things that were handwritten for her. So I actually started being an entrepreneur myself, I guess, when I was just a preteen. I love so that. I love that you caught that entrepreneurial bug from your mom. You built, like, it sounds like she was already pretty successful, but, you know, she just, Kind of sounds like she very naturally brought you into the biz. Yeah, it was definitely a natural transition for sure. I love that. I love that. So, okay. So tell us just a little bit about what does Tail and Business Solutions do? What are you girls up to? Okay. So like I said, my mom started in layout and design, but with her, one of her main clients, what she really wanted to do was keep the books. She thought that that looked super interesting. It, so she asked her, can I, can I keep your books? She worked with that client's accountant to learn how to do that. Um, got one-on-one -on -one training hands-on in, in the, in the trenches there learning how to do that. And so I watched her as I got older I started thinking, well, you know, maybe I can do this too. I, at the time, you know, 
in my first couple of years of university, I had lots of friends that were starting their own businesses. So I thought, hmm, well, maybe I can get all of my friends to sign up with my company and I can be their bookkeeper. So that's how I kind of got into being part of the partnership of Tayland Business Solutions. So we started um, in layout and design, grew into bookkeeping as we kind of grew in the bookkeeping. We saw all of our clients, you know, they're all small businesses, entrepreneurs, you know, some of them had a few employees, things like that. But one thing that we saw that was commonplace was there were certain things that everyone needed in order to run their business. Everyone needed to do marketing. Everyone needed to have systems in place. Everyone needed to do their bookkeeping. And we saw our clients going to like over here, over there, over there, trying to find different people that could do all of these different things to help them because they didn't you know most people don't start business to run a business right I, I mean I feel like sometimes I'm the only one that does that yeah, right? <laughs> but most people get into business because they have something that they're passionate about they have something that um is special to them and they want to share that so yeah. we thought on top of the bookkeeping why not help them with their digital marketing why not help them with their systems and so then we became, we, we changed our name from Tayland Bookkeeping to Tayland Business Solutions. Love it. And so now we do bookkeeping, digital marketing, and OBM work. Love it. I love it. It was an evolution. No, you know what? And I actually think that that is a really cool evolution that comes from, you know, what, what problems are my clients having? And how can I help solve them and do that in a way that is efficient and effective for them, create relationships of great trust, because I'm sure that that's what you do, um, and add even more value. So I actually, I love that. I love that it's sort of that beautiful organic grow into different spaces that all connect, really. Yes, definitely. And it really is business solutions. Exactly. Yeah. So took, for such a simple name, it took us a very long time to find, figure out which name we wanted to use. <laughs> right. Okay. So, I mean, I can imagine because you do sort of provide several different services. So how do you label all of those things in one place? And I can appreciate that mm -hmm. because I do coaching and consulting leadership and, you know, people strategy. How do you tie that all up in one place? As much as it's connected, it's hard to find one label for it. So I get that. I get that. Um, yeah. So I'm really curious about, you know, how, how, how does it go working with your mom? Like how, what are, you know, what, what is, what does that look like that relationship? Honestly, you know, it's, it's up and down, but in the long term of it, I think that being in business with my mom and we actually are three business partners. So there's me, my mom and my brother-in-law. Okay. Yeah. And so being in business with the, the three of us, mm -hmm. while I know some people have said, you know, don't do business with family, but to me, it's like a given to do business with family. Yeah. Um, because 
there's just that little bit of extra skin in the game. Mm. You feel like even when you disagree on maybe decisions that are being made or, or you're struggling to find alignment, you still know that at the end of the day, we all have each other's back. And there's a certain amount of confidence that you can have knowing without a doubt that at the end of the day, your business partners are going to have your back. And when you are business partners with family, it's, it's built in yeah. that feeling. That's actually really cool. That's, I think there's, it's really beautiful. And clearly you've, you've, I mean, you watched your mother. I mean, she brought you into the biz. You got your brother-in-law. I remember you telling me that. So clearly yeah. you've developed a way to connect and communicate that's really effective. What do you think your secret sauce is? Um, I think that it has taken, it's been an evolution. It's taken some time to get here, but I think that we are really good at recognizing what our individual strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah. For instance, like I do all of our marketing and sales within Taylin. Um, and sometimes I'll say, Hey, I want to go try this new thing. And you know, my mom and my brother-in-law, they'll say, we have no idea what you're talking about, but we trust you that you're going to make the right decision. And this is where your zone of genius is. So go for it. Yeah. Same with, you know, maybe financial analysis type things. They'll be talking and I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but, but I trust that you guys know what's happening and that that's all I need to know is that I trust you. I, I also hear a lot of respect, a lot of respect. Yeah. And that's gotta be as, you know, trust number one, but respect has gotta be a pretty close second mm -hmm. in a, in a, in a relationship. And, and it's not just a partnership. I mean, you're in, you're in a, a uh, like an ownership group, essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I think that's really cool. So I think that the biggest um, roadblock or obstacle that people think is going to happen with doing business with family is that there's going to be hard feelings and, and everyone's going to be nitpicky and, and childish, but that isn't in my experience, what actually happens, what actually, I find the biggest roadblock in doing business with family actually occurs with setting healthy boundaries. Oh. You know, when we sit down at the dinner table as a family, that's family time. That's not business time. Ah. So being able to say here is when is appropriate to talk about business. And here is when is appropriate to be family. It's like, what hat are we wearing in this conversation yeah. and in this moment? So I think once we figured out what each other's strengths and weaknesses were, we gained that trust and we set those boundaries, then the rest of it's just magic. I like that. I like that. But I mean, boundaries are important for any entrepreneur, uh, any business owner, but especially when you work together and you like, and your lives are together. Um, that's 
a lot of togetherness, right? Like that's a, that's a lot of space in your life that you really spend with some very specific people. So having boundaries would be even more important. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I want to ask you, what is, uh, I mean, I often say, you know, where have you messed it up or what, what, you know, what can you tell us about maybe one of the biggest pitfalls that you've come across or maybe, yeah, one of the biggest issues. With just in business in general or with working with family? <laughs> Whichever one seems appropriate for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, obviously biz- business has its ups and downs and yeah. everything. I think that in the last few years, a couple of our biggest learning points have been well, there has been two. One is that we grew incredibly fast a few years ago mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, we were just drowning under client work. Now, it's not just me and my mom and my brother-in-law. We There's a total of seven of us on our team. Right. And, you know, at that point, we were, we were just drowning in the amount of work we had. And we were kind of at a place where we weren't even sure how to get out of that, right. out of that hole, I guess we had dug ourselves. I mean, it's a great problem to have, yeah. um, but it, it is stressful. Yeah. Um, so we actually took 20, 2020, we took a lot of 2020 to take a step back. Yeah. And we called it our year of focusing on flow. Yeah. So we took that year and we looked at every single process, every step, every policy that we had and built a framework around it. We found efficiencies. We documented everything. Everything was semi-efficient and semi-documented, but we had never just taken it all the way. Right. So in, in hindsight, it would have been nice to do that, you know, maybe two years earlier. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I don't know, but it's been game changing for us. That is so awesome. Um, I love that you did that. And yeah, I don't, I don't know of many organizations that would say, be able to say, oh yeah, we totally were all over that. We had that nailed. Like, I just, I think it's always, it's always something that you do with hindsight, right? Um, And uh, like, to be honest, I think that there's a reason for that because then you can see things. Like if you tried to do it too much in advance, you'd be guessing when you do it. But that's a, you know, for so many organizations, um, they didn't get the chance to do that in 2020. So what a lovely uh, thing to do in a year that was a bit wonky anyways, you used, use that crazy time to do something really productive for your business. That's awesome. Yeah. It was one of those blessings in disguise. Yeah. Um, and is it paying off? Like, you know, here we are sort of in the fifth month of 21. 
do you find that it's making a difference? Oh, definitely. Um, one big thing that we adopted in early 2020 was the use of ClickUp, especially for our bookkeeping department. Mm -hmm. And it's like just checklists every week, every month, every quarter, every year, checklists for every client. And it has been absolutely game-changing, especially in, it's been game-changing for the staff that has to be in there doing the work all the time because they don't have to think as much. They don't have to be afraid of missing things so much. They know, okay, this, I need to work through my checklist. Yep. I got it all done. But also on the flip side, as a manager, it's easier for us to see, okay, is anything getting missed? Is anyone falling behind? Where can my support make the most difference? Oh, I really like that. I re and I'm sure it must give your clients great confidence that, you know, once those pieces are in place, they don't have to worry is something yes. not going to happen on time. But I really love the idea of as a leader, where can I add the most value for someone um, where, you know, really quickly assess where are the, where are the sticking points um, and then find out why. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, 2020 was such a pivotal year for so many organizations. Mm -hmm. What um, did you have to do any of those dreaded pivots in your business, Taya? Um, I wouldn't say that we had to make any drastic pivots. Um, we got very familiar with the CRA website. <laughs> we learned how to navigate that. <laughs> um, I'm sure a few people feel the same way. Yeah. Um, but I think it was, we tried to look at every obstacle as a, either a learning opportunity or way to evolve and develop as a team and as a business and in our, in our offerings. So we, we did in the last year develop a course um, for small business owners, um, surrounding do how, how to do their bookkeeping, you know, because not everyone is in a position where they can have their bookkeeping outsourced, but maybe they're also not comfortable doing the bookkeeping themselves. So we did, we were able to see that as a pain point, um, and develop something to, to answer that pain. So we're, that's something that we're excited to, to be releasing this year. You know, I, what I, what seems to be a constant theme here is that you are um, always listening for what your client really needs, even anticipating a little bit, um, and then stepping into that gap to offer that service and support to really enable uh, all of your, your clients and, and, you know, certainly as a, you know, a solopreneur who, yeah, I didn't have the money to hire a, a bookkeeper at first. Um, I was so lucky uh, that I had, you know, some people in my family that are professionals. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, there's, there's many that aren't. And you need to have someone uh, teach you some of the basics, really, just so you can sort of manage the ins and the outs, the, the flow of that um, it doesn't have to be difficult, but you need someone to tell you how to do that. 
right? So I, I think that that's really smart because I, I think a lot of, like you said, we don't go into business because we want to be bookkeepers unless we're going into a bookkeeping business. We go into <laughs> business because we have a product or a service that we love and we're passionate about and we want to get it out there um, and managing the money on the backside and with the with all the different changes and, you know, different payroll um, and taxes and and all sorts of things changing like monthly last year i can imagine that's that was hard for us it must have kept uh your team very much on their toes oh definitely definitely our motto is to support business owners on their journey mm -hmm. to share their passion so we like to be in the background and we like to i think and over the last few years, we've really grown into that. And what does that mean? And, and like you say, it means looking at what our clients are struggling with and figuring out how can we support them in that? Yeah, I, I, I really like that. I, I think no wonder your clients trust you so much because they, they know that you've got their back and that I think that for someone who is, you know, runs their own business, that means a lot because you feel pretty, feel pretty alone a lot of the time, right? Yes. So having a partner um, like your team would be really, really important. Um, so I wonder what, like coming out of what was a pretty crazy year, um, what sort of advice, you know, or thoughts would you offer, you know, a solopreneur, small business owner, maybe that's, you know, struggling a little bit right now, what would you say to them? I would say, you know, a few things. I think that this year in particular, a special year, let's <laughs> say that it's special. And to not necessarily get too caught up in, if they're struggling, don't get too caught up and in being hard on yourself with how you dealt with it but try and use it as a learning opportunity for how to move forward, both through the end of whatever restrictions we're gonna see in the next few months, yeah. hopefully it will end soon, um, but also how did it help your business evolve moving into the long-term and yep. trying, I think sometimes I mean, I can be guilty of this, but I think sometimes people are very much like, where am I right now? And I'm not where I want to be right in this moment. Yeah. But they forget to look back a year, two years ago, where were you and how far have you come? And like, I, I, I'm the same. I'm really hard on myself. I have big goals and I'm really hard on myself about where I am right now. But when I think back a year, two years, oh man. Yeah. It's it, the evolution is so much more than I thought it was until I sat down and looked at how far did they come. I think that if people can, if they have the opportunity to try and look at the last year as almost like a gap year, you know, uh, it was a year of just survival, a year of pivoting, a year of figuring out how do we make it one foot in front of the other. And by the end of all of this, hopefully we will still be standing and that, that people's businesses will still be standing. 
And I think it can be really easy to be hard on yourself, hard on your business, hard on where you are standing right now. But if we can take a step back, look at where were we a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, and see, even though it might not look like what we thought it was going to look like, it there are definitely pr- things that you can be proud of yourself for, proud of your business for, proud of your team if you have one. And then what does that mean for the future? If we can get through this, we can get through anything. (laughs) That is so true. Um, I, I'm particularly terrible at that too. I don't do a very good job of turning around, looking over my shoulder and really appreciating how far I've come, you know, as an, as a, as a business owner, as a person, right? Like the personal growth uh, and struggles that we've all had uh, in this past year in particular. But I think, and I think female business owners in particular were pretty terrible at that, actually. I think, I don't think we do a good job of celebrating um, how far we've come and how successful we truly are. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that's a good reminder. Yeah. I think it's actually an excellent reminder. And yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. If, if, if you're still standing, um, you know, here in May of 2021, if you're still upright, um, you're doing pretty good. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, what is, what is the future? Uh, I think that that's a great message. So, uh, let me ask you that. What is the future? for Taylin Business Solutions. What is your, the rest of your 21 look like? Um, so the rest of our 21 is, is really focused on taking the, the momentum that we were able to gain in, in reevaluating our systems and our processes and how can we, you know, communicate that to our clients? How can we help share what we learned in the last few years with our clients? That's looking, and what that's looking like is things like the course that we have coming out. We have two other courses that we are thinking about launching at the end of the year. Um, And just making sure that we're giving the best service that we can to our current clients. Yeah, I I like that a lot. Like leveraging what you've uncovered in your own business and and just adding that extra value um, to the people that that you support that are in business. Um, I think small business owners are always looking to up-level their knowledge. So, um, you know, courses that add value are always something to invest in. So that sounds like a really, really smart plan. Really smart plan. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it works out. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And, you know, I think that's the biggest thing for all of us as, as, um, as business owners, as female founders is that, you know, there is still a lot of unknowns, um, as we move through the rest of 21, you know, Mm -hmm. we're just, um, you know, we're, we're kind of coming to the end of that, uh, the, you know, that middle part of the year, really in the next few weeks. And, and so uh, to be honest, it's surprising. Like, I can't believe we're, you know, that's May now it'd probably be June by the time we publish this particular episode of the podcast, like, 
you know, where, where has that first part of the year gone? But um, we've, you know, we've still got a lot of road left ahead of us and into, you know, 22 and who would have, who would have thought we would be where we are right now. Uh, this time last year, we all thought that this pandemic thing would be long, would be done and dusted. Yes. Right. Uh, we didn't think yeah. we'd still be working out of our homes and um, wearing masks and all of those things. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really love your message of uh, sort of, keep, you know, keep your head up and, and um, you know, celebrate what you've already got. Yes. Beautiful. Definitely. Not every day is going to go as planned and that's okay. <laughs> that's that's, that's okay. so true, right? Yeah. One foot in front of the other. And we're always, as long as we're putting one foot in front of the other, we're always going to be learning and growing. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much for that wonderful, positive, empowering message today. Um, I really appreciate that because I I think we all just need to hear uh, some of those things that you have so eloquently said. Um, And uh, I'll look forward uh, to being able to share some of your um, courses as they come out because I know they'll be very focused on a small business owner and a female founder and um, we'll also make sure that you know we have uh, lots of information so that you can find Taylin Business Solutions um, in our show notes and um, I just really appreciate your time today it's just been such a pleasure to connect with you amazing thank you so much for having me here yeah it's just been amazing thank you To everyone tuning in today, thank you so much for listening to the Female Founder Friday podcast. I was so inspired by Taya's message around creating healthy boundaries and a work-life blend that really works. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode, so please feel free to share your thoughts in the comments. And you can keep up with Taya um, and Tay Lynn Business Solutions on Instagram at Tay Lynn Inc. Or you can find me at High Vault Coach. The Female Founder Friday podcast has a goal to impact a thousand listeners, and it would really mean the world to me if you uh, left a five-star review for this episode and shared it with all of your friends. Let's build up a thousand female entrepreneurs. Thanks so much for being a part of the show today, and you can connect with me at highvoltageleadership.ca. Bye for now.